Well, I don't uh, know about you, but there was a quote in the last uh, chapel uh, that Kurt shared, um, and I, I texted him earlier to see if he could uh, get me that, that quote, but uh, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. Um, and it was something along the lines of um, each, every child, you know, he was talking about adoption and how his family is adopted, but he really challenged us to um, care for children wherever we are, to care for others wherever we are. It doesn't necessarily mean adoption, doesn't have to be adoption. And this, the quote was something along the lines of, every child needs someone that's absolutely crazy about that kid. And that, that really has stayed with me and has really challenged me in the last uh, few days. And so I, I think that's, that quote's going to stay with me for a while. What will it look like for me or for my family to really, not only, of course, my children, I like them and they're wonderful, uh, but I think there are probably others in my life that uh, I just need to remind them just how special they are. So as I already mentioned, Olive Anano could not be with us today due to travel coming in from Atlanta. Uh, her flight was, was canceled, obviously. Uh, but there are two young alum that I've been wanting to introduce. I mean, many of you know them already. They graduated two years ago. Um, and one is serving in the Dominican on the border of Haiti and Dominican, and the other one's getting ready to go to China. And I'm very proud of them, and I thought it would be great for us to hear from them and what would possess them to go and do such crazy things. So will you please give a warm welcome to Jenna Shardell and Emily Piesco. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Are you okay? Everything all right? Looks different from up here, doesn't it? (laughs) Jenna, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, where you're working, where you're serving right now. Um, I serve with an organization called the Kadasha Foundation. They have um, locations in the Dominican Republic in a town called Himani, which is right on the border. And that's my house. Um, And also in Haiti as well. And our main ministry, um, there are many facets, but the part that um, I'm a part of is serving in the children's home where we provide a home for kids who are not necessarily orphans, but they've been taken out of situations, um, some living on the street, some in um, abusive homes, or some actually orphaned. Um, And I got to be a mama to our seven girls. I I'm a house mom, um, so it's a, a different a different life. They're my babies. Um, the youngest is three, and the oldest is 16 of our girls, um, and we have another 13 boys who live on the campus, and then another group of 15 or 16 kids who come in during the day whose parents are working or um, just to give them a, a safe place. Those are some of my beautiful boys. We have a school program there as well, um, just really wanting to better their lives, to give them education and um, love, that they would know the love of God, um, that they would believe that they are special, that they are important and precious. Um, And we pray that that will compel them into being nation changers. So that's kind of... Now you've been there for a year already, kind of taking a little two-month break right now, but you're going back in a couple (laughs) weeks. Is that right? Yeah, I've I've been there for, um, for 10 months committed to a year that turned into an open-ended amount of time. Um, And so I'm here on furlough just for a couple weeks, and going back the beginning of March is definitely not what I envisioned my life to be, but um, I've discovered that following the Lord's lead is an exciting adventure. Emily, you haven't gone yet, but you'll be leaving shortly, and where, where are you going? So I'm going to China. Um, I was able to go once before with Youth and Mission um, the summer after I graduated here. Um, and so I've, yes, so that's the first time I went. Um, and I just 
got back in touch maybe a year ago with um, the American family that I was working with the first time, and um, they needed more volunteers at the same time that I was kind of looking to see if that's where the Lord was leading me back to. Um, and so here I am. And if I understand it correctly, you both have to raise money to go. You're not on salary. You have to raise your own money. Right. And um, how are you doing in that? Um, good. So I didn't start fundraising until December, um, and I needed to raise $13,000, um, which seemed like a really big challenge, but um, I just committed it to God, and I'm already 87% of the way there, so um, it's really exciting and definitely um, like a confirmation that this is where God wants me to go. Um, so, yeah, it's been really awesome seeing the support from churches. I've spoken um, at a few different churches, um, like at home and um, relatives' places, and um, it's really awesome to see and experience um, just God confirming and um, providing for you. Um, when you don't know how he's going to do it, but he always comes through in the end. My situation is a little bit different because I originally planned to go for a year, and so I had raised all of that support. And so now I'm in a process of kind of figuring out, well, how do I be a long-term missionary? I've never done this before. (laughs) And um, so my mom is my um, stateside manager and has been helping me out with um, trying to figure out, you know, monthly supporters and um, figuring out what does the budget look like for a missionary and things like that. So it's it's a big learning experience, but um, it's exciting to see the ways that, that God does provide and to see over and over again how faithful he really is. Uh, so Jenna, tell me about um, your time here at ENC. Uh, was that time of preparation for this or what was God doing in your life or teaching you while you were a student just, just a couple of years ago? It wasn't too long ago that I was sitting, um, usually right around there, um, listening to speakers and people from all over the world and um, kind of imagining, wow, it would be cool to do something fun and adventurous, but I'm so not an adventurous person, so that was kind of um, my pretend self. Um, I was not a ministry or missions major. I came in with this perfect plan for my life to be a teacher, and um, the whole ring by spring and all of that planned out, have my perfect little life. Um, but then I discovered that I didn't want to be a teacher. And so I changed my major sophomore year to psychology. And the further I got through my education, the less of a plan I had. <laughs> and so I graduated, um, not having a clue, um, what I was going to do, but, um, I can look back now and see that God was preparing me for a lot of different things um, and for, he knew that I would be where I am now. My junior year was really hard. I don't know if anyone can relate academically, socially, emotionally, whatever. Um, It was a difficult year of transition for me. Um, My family was preparing to move away and just a lot of different things were going on. But my second semester, God just reached in, and he started to teach me how to really trust him. It is so easy to say, Lord, I trust you. It is so easy to sing these songs. Lord, I stand here with my arms open, trusting you, surrender to you. But what does that really, truly mean? Um, And that's when I can pinpoint that second semester of my junior year where I just decided, God, I want to trust you with my life. I don't know what's coming. I don't have a plan. Um, I have no earthly security in, in what I'm going to do, but I trust that you have a plan for me. 
And um, I had you know, an amazing support system here, of course. Um, and I just I decided that I wasn't going to worry anymore. I was just going to trust God. And I found that it's really exciting to let go of worry and stress and decide that God's got it under control and he doesn't need me to tell him what to do and to take care of the details and things. Um, and it's been a continual journey. Surrender to him is a daily thing. Um, but being here really was a foundation in all of that. And um, now I will get an email from Corey or from Jenny or um, whoever else when I send out my blog. And it's such an encouragement to know that I still have people from all different times and areas of my life who are committed to praying for me, um, caring about what I'm doing and encouraging me. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> I was just listening to you. Um, <laughs> let's see. So um, also the same as me, like I wasn't a ministry major or anything. I was actually, um, my major was criminal justice. And um, graduating, I didn't have um, a plan except for going to China for the summer. Um, but definitely my senior year, um, definitely like in the last semester, just I came to that point um, in the same thing. Like, of total surrender, you know, like I hadn't really, I had been a Christian my whole life, um, but I was never really fully committed to whatever you want for me, God, um, and um, so I just remember graduating with that sense of, you know, I'm going to China, God, like, if you want to keep me there, fine, like, do what you want, um, and going to China for the first time, um, the biggest thing that I was left with coming home was just how, um, what freedom we take for granted here, and, um, you know, it's easy for, like, people to tell you that, but to really, to have that experience of, you know, a culture that doesn't have, um, the opportunities like, like this, to come to chapel, to explore, to, um, you know, find your faith, to express it without any fear of consequence to yourself, to your family, anything like that, um, and I guess, you know, it's kind of, it might be random to think that I was a CJ major and now I'm doing this, but um, I think I, I went into that. My heart's really for the people, um, you know, in society who don't have the same support system that I was fortunate enough to grow up with, um, with family and be, um, being here, but um, people who don't experience the freedom that um, that a lot of us enjoy and take for granted. Um, and so the same thing, going to China, um, it was just really reaching out to those people who, again, don't have freedom that I do, don't have um, the same opportunities growing up that I did to discover my faith and to learn about God and how um, his peace that he has for us and um, purpose. Um, so coming home, um, I was looking for a job and then um, Corey actually was the one that contacted me about um, a job working with Chinese students and I wasn't looking to be a teacher or um, an advisor going to work at a school. I was looking, you know, to go back into the CJ field and um, but that was exactly where God led me um, and I worked there for two years and um, it was just learning more about um, the Chinese culture and um, the different perspectives from students who came from all different provinces and um, so the whole time I was there, I was kind of like, 
is this preparing me for something in the future? I don't know. Um, I've also been in relationships since I've been there and, um, you know, didn't want to think about leaving again. Um, but again, God definitely, um, I couldn't let it go. It was still on my heart. I forgot that I had connected you with that job. Wow, I'm pretty special in your life. It's your fault. Uh, God's used me in amazing ways. I'd just like to point that out. It's true, though. <laughs> Well, you have a boyfriend. Here we go. <laughs> Why is that funny? And now you're leaving for a year. Yes. He's not coming with you. No. <laughs> what are you thinking? I mean, come on. This is, what is, what's this all about? I mean. uh, well, yes, I do care about him dearly. Um, <laughs> so he's in grad school right now. Um, and really... Like I was saying about senior year, like I had already come to that point where um, I was going to let God do what he wanted to with my life, and then, and then I met him. So I was like, oh, you have to wait. But um, no, he's definitely, he's definitely supportive of this, and um, you know, I don't want to talk about my personal life on stage, but... Um, it's I, okay, please. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> but I would like to share just um, to maybe speak to some of you that... Um, you know, I am in this relationship because he does want me to do, you know, what God has for me. Like, he wouldn't want me to do anything else. And um, just think about that, you know, for those of you in relationships, to make sure that um, whoever's by your side is going to support you in God's will for your life and is going to support you to further his kingdom. Um, that's really the most important thing. Um, and also um, that you know, God gave each of us our kind of dreams for this kind of late. It wasn't something that we planned to our whole life, but um, just staying in that state of surrender and um, not being afraid to, like, look into these opportunities, um, even though we didn't get, you know, a note on our lap saying, oh, go to China, oh, go to the Dominican, um, you know, that we were open to, willing to go, willing to stay, but planning to go, um, and... Yeah, he sounds like a real jerk. I can see why you're, <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> Jenna, you also had to leave family and yeah. relationship, put certainly relationships on hold if there were. Tell us a little bit about that. Was that difficult or challenging? Or? Um, I don't know. You didn't get the ring by spring. I think no. Should, we didn't, <laughs> I didn't. need to put that out. Okay. I didn't. Um, God you know, brought me in a little bit of a different path um, to where I really don't have um, ties other than people that I love <laughs> here, um, which is important. But it was really a blessing that my, my parents especially have been incredibly supportive. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really feel like I had an option. I just, I had to go. I was so compelled. Um, like Emily mentioned, I didn't necessarily feel the call to missions when, you know, youth camp when I was 13 years old or anything like that. Um, even up to a year ago, I would have said, no, I don't feel called to missions. Um, I don't feel called to be a missionary. But in this process, God has taught me that if I am going to claim Christ, if I'm going to say that I am a Christian, then I am claiming the occupation of missionary because that is what he commands. Um, and so our going distances might be different. Um, you know, it might be your neighbor. It might be the kids you nanny. It might be your coworkers. Um, might be east to west coast, um, or it might be across the world. But no matter 
where you are, you are a missionary. If you're studying accounting, you can be a, you can be a missionary. If you're studying um, education, you can be a missionary. Um, and so I, can, I remember I sent an email to my mom and dad the first time that I went to the DR or was planning. Um, and I just kind of told them, I was like, hey, I'm going to the Dominican Republic for three months. And I don't remember what the response was, but they were probably thinking, like, where is this coming from? Because Jenna doesn't do stuff like that. Um, I'm not the adventurous type. I don't put myself in uncomfortable situations. And um, But God had just put this passion and desire in me, which I think probably all four or three and a half years that I was at ENC, i prayed, God, show me something to be passionate about. Show me what I'm passionate about. And I never felt that um, my entire time. I was kind of good at a lot of things, but never felt this deep conviction in any one direction to any one thing. And then um, I graduated a semester early, and that's why I decided to go spend a couple months before I had to enter the real world um, in the, the Dominican Republic. And, and that's when God was like, here's something to be passionate about. And even then, people asked me, so what are you, what are you planning? What are you thinking for your life? You're going to go into missions? Oh, no, I'm just, I'm here because I had some extra time after college. And, you know, I'll go back and get a job and come back on short term or something. Um, but God had different plans, and he just grew that desire in my heart. And my parents and family and friends um, saw that in me and knew, I mean, there are friends here um, from my time that were like, oh, we're not surprised that you're going, that you're staying. Um, And I think I was more surprised than most people. Um, Did I answer your question? Yeah. (laughs) What is, uh, and then, uh, um, what is one thing or two or three things that you'd like to share with these students who are just a couple years younger than you? What, What would you like to share with them? I know you've shared great things already, but is there anything... Um, (laughs) Ellen and I were talking yesterday. We were snowed in together. Um, And I remembered a quote from a speaker I had heard, a missionary from India who came here, um, moved to Maine, of all places, and um, was teaching in a school. No offense to Maine. Sorry. (laughs) Culturally sensitive here, Jenna. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was a a professor at um, some school, and he was speaking at our church, and he said, God called his disciples to be fishers of men, not keepers of aquariums. And that is a challenge to get out of the church bubble and to go. And he also said, um, Emily alluded to this earlier, that many of us are willing to go, but we really plan to stay. But instead, we should plan to go and be willing to stay. And that's something that looking back now, it's neat to see how, um, how God has made that sort of a reality in my life. Um, but I challenge you all to, it doesn't matter what major you are. It doesn't matter what your family financial situation is. I mean, I paid my way through college and, um, you know, had to take out loans and all of those things. But when God has something for you, it is a beautiful adventure that if you're willing to step into it, um, it's just the most amazing, it's the most amazing thing um, to 
feel the peace and security of being in the center of God's will. Um, financial security can't bring that kind of peace um, or a sense of earthly stability. Um, there's nothing like it. And um, like I said before, it is a daily a daily surrender. Um, I have days where I'm so tired, I'm so worn out, I'm so frustrated. Um, the kids are just not doing what they're told. They're talking back. They're speaking in Spanish, and my brain goes to mush. And, <laughs> um, and yet, God always reminds me of the perfection and the beauty of his plan and that he's got this, and it's him who's doing the work, um, and I am just his instrument, and it's really a beautiful um, a beautiful place to be. And so I challenge you to learn to trust and to take steps of faith, to take a risk, um, trusting that, that God's going to hold on to you and not let you fall too far. You mentioned a book, too, I think, that you read. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, one of the books I was reading that kind of prodded me to really um, take a step into this was um, Radical. It's um, talking about taking back your faith from the American dream. And I see some of you nodding your heads. Um, that's good. But um, so I started reading this book and just started highlighting, like, every, every single page. Um, and it really just um, it challenges, you know, how much of how we live out our faith or look to the future and make our decisions, how much of that is just our perceptions of what we're supposed to do in life, like bring by spring or <laughs> like what it may be, um, you know, getting a job or whatnot. And I'm not saying don't make those, those plans to get a job or anything, but um, just look at where, how far you're willing to go for your faith. Um, are you adding, tacking that on top of your laid out plans, um, what you're supposed to do in the American life? Or um, are you willing to look at what Jesus called each of us to do? Um, and the term, like, radical, as he's talking about in the book, is some of the things that Jesus called us to do that if we see anybody doing it, it's like, oh, that's radical. She's going to China or she's doing this. Um, but really, that's what God called us to do. Um, God called us to sacrifice our comfort, sacrifice what we think of as security here, and um, go to those places, go be his hands and feet, like what we sing all the time, like in chapel or... or um, our worship CDs, like, are we, are we really living that out? Are we really um, committed to going to the, where people need us, where people need um, to see God's love? Um, one, of the, I remember one of the quotes from the book that um, stuck with me was just, you know, at the end, our, we're not going to look back and think, oh, I, sh- I wish I watched more TV. I wish I, you know, bought more clothes or these things that we spend all of our time and energy on. Um, I'm going to look back and wish that I, I did answer that call, that I did, I was more obedient. I did um, give up something like radical to do the Lord's work um, and to answer his, his calling. You know, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to look back and regret this time away, even though I might be far from my boyfriend um, for a time, you know, in the long run, what, what matters, you know, um, and maybe just try to reprioritize those decisions. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to have a song of response. I'm going to ask the chapel team to come, and we're going to sing the stand again and give it an opportunity for you to respond. But I want to tell you how proud we are of both of you for many reasons, and um, proud of many, whether you were serving in Quincy or whether you're serving out there under the world, just very proud of this complete surrender, being willing to, to uh, share with us this morning.
So we're going to keep you in prayer. Canaan's preparing a slide. If you'd like to follow their blogs or on Facebook or Twitter or all the other options, uh, you can do that. Um, and why don't we just uh, pray for them now before they get ready to go, go back or get ready to go to China for the first time. Heavenly Father, thank you for these incredible women of faith who have uh, testified today of your goodness and your grace and who are radically surrendered to you. And they have challenged us well. We sing these songs, but do we really mean it? Are we willing to live it? And for everyone in this sanctuary this morning, Lord, as an act of worship, we'll close in song, but may it really be the prayer of all of our hearts. That whatever you ask of us, whether it's to teach here in the public school system in Quincy or whether it's to go uh, to the Dominican or China or back home near our family or back to our home church or back to where we never thought, we, wherever it may be, Lord, may we just be radically surrendered to you to serve and follow you in all these ways. Bless these two women, protect them, keep them safe, provide for their needs, advance your kingdom through their lives as you've already done. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Let us stand and sing and worship together. So I'll stand with arms high and heart open for this time of worship. We surrender our hearts and lives to you. We surrender, I surrender my family, my office, my responsibilities. We surrender this community. We surrender every meeting, every office, every dorm room to your will and to your way. Advance your kingdom through us not only while we're here, but advance your kingdom through us after we leave. We give you praise for so many things. And as we close so many of our chapel services, we close singing. Praise God.